Behind every good story is an interesting person. This is Person of Interest for Q102's Jeff Thomas. Welcome to another edition of Person of Interest. I'm so excited. I, as I introduce our, our guest this week, I'm going to read to you... Is this from your bio, or is this from Cincinnati Refined? Or um, It's probably from both. Okay. It's, yeah. This is so great. Pam Kravitz, by the way, who was our guest. Hi. <laughs> she's a mural-making, street-painting, quilt-sewing, yarn-bombing, curating, bathtub-driven, teaching, flash-mobbing, tutu-wearing, <laughs> rooting, tutu-nart monster. She yeah. <laughs> is a regionally and nationally recognized visual artist with more than 50 art exhibits and installations, uh, Cincinnati and true and through, native Cincinnati. Pam Kravitz lives in Cincinnati, Columbia, Tusculum, Columbia, right? Tusculum, yes. Uh, with her husband, Craig, and her dog, Lenny Kravitz, Lenny no relation, Kravitz. right? No, but I hear they have the same attitude. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. How many children? I have a son, Max, and then my husband has two beautiful daughters, Aaron and Jill. And he has a grandbaby, so wow, our family's growing. Yeah. All right, let's talk about our favorite subject. Me? You? Yes. <laughs> for for people who don't know you, it's funny because I ha- I had mentioned to some people who are not necessarily connected or in touch with the art scene in Cincinnati. Who you have on Pam Kravitz, and while they may not know exactly what you do, they've heard the name. It is familiar to them oh good i hope it's in a good way <laughs> no it isn't well oh, good, but good, you, good. how it's hard to miss you because yeah. you're loud and you're out there yeah. and just flamboyant have a positive connotation like flamboyant. For you. yeah i do i do and i like out there you know it's taken me a long time to grow into that it was always the person i was but now i i'm really enjoying it you wear it as a badge of honor I as do. opposed to something that made you yeah. feel self-conscious do you think exactly yeah yeah, it used, when I when I first started doing the performative art or um, writing in the bathtub, I would have to, when I would leave my house, I'd take a deep breath and say, okay, you got this. You can walk out with this mile-high wig on or tutu or too many sparkles or whatever, and you can own it. But now I pretty much don't second-guess myself. I just keep walking. <laughs> just keep looking forward, yeah, but right? Yeah, you know what? I think that's part age. You know, it's part age and part also uh, the city of Cincinnati that I love has given me so many great opportunities and the ability to be myself and to help me celebrate who I am and to honor that. So it's, it's kind of all come full circle. So how would you characterize your work? Because you can't, when they say, well, what kind of artist is she? Where do I begin? That's uh, a good question. Okay. So um, I'm also an art teacher. I teach at Harrison High School. So I balance those two. I balance the making art and the teaching art, which has actually made me a better artist and I hope also a better teacher. Um, my work is narrative. It's mostly telling stories about myself. The media changes depending on the story I want to tell. I'm very lucky that I really enjoy fibers, but I quilt make, but not traditionally. Fibers is in like yarn, like, right? Well, the yarn bombing. Yeah. The, the, um, yeah, we, I do that, but believe it or not, I'm the only one of the bombshells that doesn't know how to knit or crochet. Oh, no kidding. Yeah. So yarn bombing is graffiti art with knitting or crochet. It's like the softer side of uh, graffiti art. And we've done a bunch of things, but I'm more of the mastermind and I make the connections and the phone calls and, and then my friends that are the wonderful uh, yarn, yarn makers, they, they do all the work. Oh, that sounded bad. Did that sound bad? But I work with them. You I'm there with them. them. But do you feel like they do a lot of the heavy lifting? Well, yeah, they yeah. do. They to do. their credit. Yeah. And I love you guys. I love you for it. And but but we all okay, here's what we did. We found a community of artists together, 
all ages, um, ethnic ethnicities, and we found each other's strength and we, we their strengths and we support them. So I am very good at um, communication and connecting. Other artists are good at design. Other artists are good at blogging. And then we kind of found that and we create together. That's only one of my medium. The other ones is whatever it takes to get the story across. So sometimes I will wear a costume or um, for the Contemporary Art Center, I did CAC TV where I told the, the history of the Contemporary Art Center with a talk show, like a silly, irreverent talk show. And I actually had like a between two ferns, you know, the Zach Galifianakis. Sort of a take sort on of that. Sort of a take off on that. Yeah. And I interviewed dead artists like Vincent Van Gogh. Um, (laughs) Sometimes it's performative. Sometimes it's a painting on a wall. Sometimes it's installation art, which is where you change a space to make the artwork. So I would have um, a space at at the CAC or at the Carnegie Art Center, and I would change that into make it my piece of art. Does that make sense? So it's not just one thing, it's multiple things. Yes, and would you, so is that where most people would know you from? I think uh, there's not really a line between me and my art any longer. I think a lot of people would probably know me from riding the Arnold's bathtub and parades. Yeah. I'm the one with the big wig and um, lots of my wonderful friends and, and the people from Arnold's, and I drive the motorized um, bathtub and Bachfest and... Pride Parade and Opening Day Parade. So I think that unless you're connected with the arts, maybe that's where you would mostly know me from. And I love that because our parades are sort of like the great connector of all of us. I mean, everybody loves a parade and we, Cincinnati kills it at parades. We're so good. So um, I think that that brings my art form to a whole different group of people. And most recently, I was the artistic director for the Blink Parade, the big parade. Yes, that's, that's where we so we just saw you there. Yeah, that's where we kind of connected. Do you want to know where you first saw me? And you wrote about it on your um, Facebook page. But do you remember you were at 21C and you were having dinner with your girlfriend and you looked out the window and you saw a bunch of people dressed up in crazy clothes on the rooftop of the Weston Art Center? The oh, Aronaut. yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was where you first knew kind of who I was. You didn't know that was right. me. But um, yeah, but that was me. You know what? You're <laughs> you. The only one detail is I. I think instead of the twenty one C, I think I was at the Contemporary oh, Art Center on one of the upper floors. Yep. where you had work. Yes, I displayed. had work up there. Yeah, my first museum show was Crazy. at our Contemporary Art Center in the Un Museum. I'm very lucky, and that was, was so such lucky. a spectacle. You yeah, know, it all of it bo- on both sides of the street. Yeah. Oh, good. Thank you. But that's where we first met, and then we connected um, with Natalie. We connected at the Blink Parade. That was the first night I connected with Natalie. That was oh, the first really? night I had met her, who, oh, who produces funny. this podcast. Yeah. yeah, I just met her that night, only a few minutes before I saw you. There. I had no idea. Yeah. I thought you were like thick as thieves. You seemed like you knew each other forever. Instant chemistry. I love it. She's awesome. Um, but I was riding the big pig, the big uh, paper mache pig, and the big wig, and that's where we met. And um, so I get to work with Artworks. I'm on the board of Artworks, which is wonderful and so i'm thinking you know jeff i don't know i think i'm everywhere in lots of places and i also think that my art is accessible and understandable and attainable so i am lucky that galleries and museums respect what i do but then i also think i am a way of making it so i don't really get art i don't know why i'm looking at this but you could look at my art or talk to me or go to something i do and say oh okay i kind of get this and maybe I can go look at something at the art museum or the Taft or the CAC and say, right. hey, some of those things kind of make sense now. I think I can never lose being a teacher. 
I think I'm always a teacher, even in my own art form. Oh, how long has it been? 27 years now you've been teaching? This is my 28th. 28th year. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I know. And I have a really short attention span. And if it wasn't for the kids always changing, I think I would, you know, have a hard time. Well, (laughs) and just hiking from Columbia to Tusculum to Harrison every day is a commitment there too. It's a commute, but I go against traffic. And Ah. so I love the community. I didn't know it existed until I went out there. I never went past that 275 loop, you know, out right. of that Cincinnatian. Sure. East side, west side, didn't even know. Yeah. And I thought kind of like maybe it was like I was like a flat worlder. Or what do they call that when you don't believe the earth is round? <laughs> I didn't know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was like, maybe I was like the something about 275. I thought, no way. Like, does something actually go past 275? But, but I love that. I, you know, like I, I love that community. It's so good and so kind and just been really generous to me i like it out there yeah and uh yeah. you born in east sider i um, was born in golf manor i lived there to like third grade so i got a great little education when i was little and then i moved to kenwood and with my family and went to indian hall high school and yeah. elementary school so yeah i've never left went to uc undergrad daa before the p did you always know <laughs> that you wanted to be an artist um well, what did I, you think you were going to be, or what did you want to be when you were a kid growing up? A ballerina. Up? I think that's why I wear a tutu. I do. Really? Partly. Um, I, with that, you know, and I definitely wanted to be a superhero. I thought that for sure I had these strengths that nobody else knew that I could, you know, like save the world or save something. I really had those um, aspirations. And I actually did my, the piece of art you saw at the CAC when you were there was a story of me being a little kid. I never fit in. I was not a good student. We talked about you also struggling in school, Jeff. Yeah. And we had similar um, experiences and I was just not a good student, but I was so lucky that in kindergarten, my kindergarten teacher let me use the easel because she saw I was good in art. My fifth grade teacher let me do my book reports with pictures and little writing. And then my senior high school, um, Pam Hall, my, um, my teachers saw that I was good in ceramics and pushed me. So, no, I didn't know that I was going to be an artist. It just sort of was something I couldn't not be, I think. But I still think I'm a superhero because I'm an artist superhero. Of course you're an artist. <laughs> Look at what you're doing. The, the, uh, the, the joy you bring people, the way you speak to people through your art. And we talked a little earlier about sort of being loud and proud in who you are. I get the sense that you were not always as confident in that role no. of being... No. Loud. When I was little, I was a pretty unhappy little kid. My mom passed away when I was eight, and I just had a really hard time with that. And believe it or not, I was super shy. I was really sad. And um, I think I hit it by being a little bit in your face and a little pushy, maybe, even. And then um, I found theater in high school, and then I found visual arts. And, you know, okay, okay, so here as a teacher and also as a struggling student, if you're not good in math and science and English and, and you know, social studies, it's like you don't know where your place is. Yes. And um, I think that that was something that was hard for me. I had a brilliant um, sister and brothers and sister, and I just wasn't that person. So it was a really hard struggle for me to think that I could be good at something that wasn't like that and be honored for it or celebrated for it or make a living doing it. And I think that's what makes me connect to a lot of my students. And when did you find that? How did you find the confidence? It might have been like, this sounds silly. Okay, so I'm 57. And I think it was probably when I was 40. 
I think it took me that That's long. That's late in life. Well, yeah, I do everything later in life, I think. Um, yeah. my, um, my mom, my stepmom, uh, Rini, she would say that it was 33 when I had my son, Max. She said that that was the time that we saw this change in you, that you were, you, you were confident and um, you could be yourself and be happy. You know, it's like I, I was great. I mean, I was a bear cat for UC. Isn't that crazy? I was totally the mascot. I have two varsity letters and a captain's letter, no which kidding. is hilarious because I'm the most unathletic person ever. I never knew that about you. Yeah. Yeah. I was the mascot. So, and, um, I, I loved it. And I, I think all of that's these, such a, I'm sorry, that's <laughs> such an animated physical job designed for an extrovert. Yeah. 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 And, and this is before you had really come into your own. Well, I think, you know, theater in high school, I think theater in high school, but I wasn't, but I think the, the confidence that I exuded wasn't for real. It was more, you know, like sometimes you would just walk home and go, Ugh, did I just do that? Yeah. So I think it's, I think it's an evolution. Um, I love that you were challenging yourself though, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like yeah. you may not have felt comfortable in it, but you were brave enough to take to those steps. It. Well, and there's definitely something about being inside that head and that body of that mascot that you could do anything. I got more dates. You can't even imagine. I would have girls cause they always assume you're a boy in there. And, <laughs> but I was so short. I'm like, how could you think? I mean, really? I mean, I'm, bite size and um so i would get all these girls that would wait for me afterwards they're like you know will you will you go out to will you go to our um you know what do you call that like our sorority formal and i yeah. would just nod my head because i went to mascot camp you know and i learned how not to talk which is hard for me yeah and yeah so i just had like big girls and boys and everybody just waiting for me like and i i would just walk by super sweaty with the suit and just kind of wave like you really want to go out with me okay <laughs> So do you have any any limitations that you feel you carry? Wow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Still. I do. I don't think, okay, I think artistically, I think performatively, I think connecting people in Cincinnati, which is what I love. You know, I love, um, I'm really comfortable with people in every range of of funders, you know, for events and people wanting funding and kids and grown-ups i'm i'm really really comfortable i'm not comfortable with the um like the paperwork or computer stuff or um i'm great at follow-through if it's fun but if it's not it's a struggle for me you know to make the and my husband craig he's an engineer and he helps me do so many things that are hard like even applying for a show if you want to be an artist you want to apply for a show it's a lot of work and you have to make sure that your images are the right thing and your wording is the right way. And I struggle with that. So that holds me back. Interesting. Yep. Yeah. What do you think holds most people back? Mm, wow. That's, that is so deep. I, I had a, um, I had a, and I asked this question because I had a thought today Okay. and you've heard the saying, you know, be careful what you wish for because right. you, you might, it, it might actually happen. Right. And I have, at one point or another found myself in the position of wanting something so bad in terms of my career. And then it lands in my lap and I'm so stressed out about it because I'm like, what was I thinking? Oh my gosh. Yeah. I do that every time I have a show. Really? Every time I, you know, it's like you work really hard and you're, you know, it's like nose to the grindstone. Is that what that's called? Or nose to the, yeah. 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 So you're working, working, working. And then all of a sudden you've got your show up and you're, you you're ready or it's a performance piece and you're ready, and then you, what was I thinking? Like, wait, I can't do this. No, I'm a really bad artist, or I'm like, nobody's going to like me, or nobody's going to show up, or nobody's going to buy my work, or nobody, nobody. And you know, all of those, you know, those no's and that negative thinking. And it's one of those, it's one of those where you just take that deep breath and you 
just walk out the door and hope people show up. I love it. You know, so, oh, yeah. And I think fear is what stops us from doing things. Right. You know? Fear that our dreams may actually come true. Oh, that too. That too. <laughs> we'll have to, <laughs> then we'll have to actually execute the plan, right? Yeah. Among other things. I want. We got to take a break here, okay, but when okay. we come back, I, I want to get into. We, you know, we've talked a lot about your head, and I want to get into okay. your heart a little more. Uh, okay, kind of learn what okay. your heart speak is, your love language, yeah, and okay. uh, and how art can heal people. Oh wow! All oh right? my god! When we okay. come, oh, we're going deep All right. here. Do I have time to Google some stuff right while we break? <laughs> sure. We'll be right back. Stick around. More person of interest with Pam Kravitz as we continue. <laughs> Hang on. We'll be back with more person of interest in a moment. And now, Person of Interest with Q102's Jeff Thomas continues. All right, welcome back to Person of Interest. Our guest today, Pam Kravitz, who is uh, a staple of the community, uh, often considered by many the, the heartbeat of Cincinnati. Wow. Does that make you uncomfortable or no? no You're smiling. I, you <laughs> I need a t-shirt that says that. <laughs> there you go. Uh, I heard last year you were you were awarded one of Cincinnati's, uh, the Cincinnati Enquirer uh, named you... One of the women of the year. Yeah. Yeah. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. It is huge. It really is such an honor. Yeah. They work with the Greater Cincinnati Foundation now. So it's between the the two of them do it together. And um, it's, I okay, it is for women that do things for the city of Cincinnati, um, philanthropy or um, sometimes businesses, sometimes, you know, putting all that together. And, you know, Jeff, I'm an art teacher. I mean, that's what I am, you know, and for me to have been like, I said, I'm going to get verklempt, but for them to acknowledge the fact that a teacher in the arts deserves this award, it's huge and it speaks volumes to what is important to our city. And I love it. Super proud. But but a lot of that too, (laughs) I think was driven not just by that, but by your philanthropy. You're not just an artist. You're not just an art teacher. You are a philanthropist yeah, you give a lot to this community thanks yeah i do yeah. i love it i love cincinnati right i um i am a boots on the ground philanthropist and i think that you know i'm not the one that writes the checks i'm not the one i'm the one that you know gets stuff done and makes things and and builds community and and builds relationships and and so i love that and i think that is a if uh, you know if you want to look at me as a heart of something that i can say you can do this too because so many people feel that, well, I'm not in a certain bracket of my income or a place in my life. We can all do something to make our city better and help each other out, especially in these times. We really need to be supportive and kind and good, and, yeah. and that's philanthropy. And I think that that's what um, the Inquirer so right. and the Greater Cincinnati Foundation found in me. Yeah. So thank you. We need to care yeah. more for each other. We do. We need to we have do. each other's backs. We do. Yeah. Absolutely. I, I want to talk about your husband here because you mentioned earlier <laughs> as an engineer, I get the sense that this guy is the complete opposite of you. And I got to hear the story of how you two met and how that, or I feel like I'm starting a second date up to your bed. I, I know, really you know, know, which I love, which I, I would have been, I would have been a perfect second date update for you. Really? I just want you to, well, like 50 times. Oh yeah? Yeah. Meaning like when I was were single. The one, oh, were you the one ghosting? No, I was ghosted like oh. a million, cause yeah, yeah. But that was before you started the pro, that, you know, that thing. No, I love, I listened to you religiously. Hilarious. So <laughs> how did you and your husband meet? And how did that first date go? <laughs> okay. All right. So I'll tell you this. So this is my um, second husband. My first husband, I had my beautiful son, Max, with. And um, Craig and I met later. I was single for 13 years. 
And that's what I mean. It's like I went on a lot of dates in 13 years, but a lot of one dates. Uh-huh. So um, I was doing a series of artwork about bad, bad blind dates, bad relationships. Um, and it was when I was doing mostly quilts and dolls, smaller pieces. And like one of them was drowning in saliva, if you can get what that means about a bad blind date. Yeah, you know? right. So tons of those. And a woman from the Inquirer, the art critic, Marilyn Bauer, bought one of my small pieces. And I thought I was being funny. And I said, would you like to meet the amazing artist that made that quilt? She said, oh, I'd love to. I go, it's me. Ha ha ha. You know, <laughs> and <laughs> thankfully she thought I was funny. And she said she wanted to do an article about me in the Inquirer. And this was about 2007, 2000. And, it was wild. Oh, so this is, so a yeah, to wild me, that's fairly recent. That is recent. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We're, yeah, we're still newlyweds. <laughs> I oh, think. wow. That's oh, yeah. great. But I keep telling him every anniversary is like a diamond or a ruby anniversary, and he's listening. So that's a good thing. Um, of course. But so, okay. So they did an article about me, and they called me the Love Queen, and they asked for advice from the Love Queen. I'm like, well, maybe the Love Queen is somebody that actually met somebody. Like, I'm single, like, very single. And um, there was a picture of me and my son, Max. Craig works at Ethicon, and I teach in Harrison. A friend of his that works in Ethicon, another engineer, student, his kids go to Harrison. So Craig said to the dad, this gentleman, do your kids still go to Harrison? And he said, yeah. And do, they, do you have this art teacher? And he said, yeah, actually they do. And he said, well, I read an article about her. She looks really cute and funny. And that was the end of that. So no the, kidding. Well, yeah. But, wow. So then the dad asked the daughter, Allie Young, asked the daughter to ask me if I'd go out with his friend. That her dad's sense? friend. Her dad's friend. Yeah. And I figured, you know, you're not going to set me up with an axe murderer. You, you like me. You know, he's got to be a good guy. Sure. So I guess the dad told Craig that I would go out with him, which totally freaked him out because he's super shy. He's an engineer. Other end of, other end of the spectrum is me. Very shy, very quiet, handsome as all get out and outdoorsy and yummy and I adore him. And but he's like, you know, he's not the person that would ask somebody like me out. That's very loud and very colorful and very whatever. Yeah. And um, he was going to Alaska for a cross country ski race. And he said, so he called me and he said, I'd like to go out with you, but I'm going to be in Alaska at a cross country ski race. I mean, how intriguing is that? So well, who doesn't go to Alaska I know. for cross country? Me, you know yeah. me. Have you tried that? That is hard. Oh yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. No, I would have not gotten a varsity letter in cross country skiing for no. sure. And we went out, and our first date was Malane's, which isn't there anymore. Oh, and I had brie cheese out. It was like when brie was new and hip and cool, and everybody was yeah. doing the trendy thing with yeah. brie. Have yeah. some brie. Have <laughs> some fruit. Lay it out. Yeah. Do a little tasting, retasting. <laughs> What's that word? It's like a cuchillery tray. Oh, charcuterie. Charcuterie. Yeah. I can never say that word. <laughs> right. Yeah, it was like an old school one of those. Yeah. And um, we went to Mullane's and then we went to Blind Lemon. You know, wow. super romantic. Yeah. And um, just, I mean, I don't know. It's perfect. And he's got this great little broken nose and he had this great little, you know, I love people and I love looking and paying attention. And yeah, he's just, we're, we're, Perfectly and perfectly perfect for each other. You yeah. really could not be any more different. Do you, do you think if people, yeah. if you put like a bunch of sort of like a Brady Bunch uh, yeah. check a box of no. faces, people would put you two together? No, never. That's fascinating. No, yeah. yeah. But you and, guys get each other. Oh my God, completely. You know what it is? And this is that thing. It's like if, if where your heart is and where your true um, beliefs are, you know, family first and we're much about more about experiences than things and all of those, those parts that, um, and celebrating each other and honoring the fact that 
you know, I'm a mess and I'm this and I'm that. And he takes care of me and, you know, and I take care of him in other ways. And it, I think that's where we're the same. Like we're the same that way. Yes. But he's made my art better. He Really? Yeah. He does the piece you saw at the CAC, the puppets. Yes. The big marionettes. He does all of that. Like he creates the structures for me to create the art around. Like I'll say, I have this idea and I have no idea how to do it. I can make the art, but I can't make the you know the mechanics or the function so we worked together yeah wow. he made the big pig that um well he didn't make the head um a student from the art academy did which was beautiful but he made the rest of the piece for me and he's and if you ever look at pictures of me online at parades craig is always there and he's always got his eye on me but he's never intrusive like he's never having to be Oh my gosh, center. right. Yeah. But I never always, even considered that. It's hilarious. He's like your biggest fan. He supports yep. you. Yep. He's there for you. Yep. He accompanies you on these things, but he gives you just enough elbow room where you can kind of shine. He doesn't yep. upstage you. No. Isn't that why? No. And he doesn't feel threatened by all the attention you get. He doesn't. You know, I think he should though, don't you? Like he should get a little jealous. Maybe give me some presents. Yeah. But no, he's not. <laughs> no, but that's funny that you say that because there's a little part of you, I'll bet, that kind of wants him to, yeah. to, to have a little bit of a jealous streak, but not am, one but that yeah, gets in no. the way. You know what I mean? No, yeah. No, I'm jealous. You know, like if some woman's looking, I'm like, excuse me, that's mine. Isn't that funny? <laughs> yeah. So, so is that, I don't know, there's this book that came out a million years ago called The Five Different Love Languages. Oh, I've heard of that. I've not read it. Like maybe your love language with Craig is he goes, he supports you, you know, he's there for you and your work. Yep. He helps you with those pieces. I don't know. Or maybe there are just other things that speak to you in a deeper way. What does your heart speak? Oh, man. Well, well with Craig, he uh, he adores my son, Max, and my family. And that also, like, he is, uh, you know, he fit in just effortlessly. And um, Max is more like Craig than he is like me. You know, he's loves the outdoors, and he's a rock climber, and he does all this stuff. Um, I do like to camp. I just have to say that. <laughs> yeah. But um, my heart speak is... Jeez, that's hard. Okay, give me it's an a example. Deep question. Tell me, like, tell me an example, and then I'll know what that means. Well, there's a thousand ways, and okay. it's whatever it means to you. Okay, you know, it could be in the way that someone loves you, in the ways that you need to be loved, ah. and that could come from Craig, or it can come from anyone. And this could be something completely unrelated. The way art can heal people. I think they're related for me. I think it's the same. It's a. It's like an a, the ongoing conversation for me. And we talked about this a little bit that I I never felt really good about myself. And I would even date men that would say, you're great if only. I would right. get a lot of if onlys. If only you could cook, I can't cook. Um, you'd be great if only you, you know, whatever, weren't, didn't dress so colorfully. You'd be great if, you'd be great if. And I went through a lot of those, you'd be great ifs. And it takes part of you and your gut to go, but I'm great now. And maybe you're not the person that I should be with. And it's not only about relationships. It can be about a relationship. It can be about your artwork. It can be about, you know, where you are with your with your career or your children or whatever. It's like, I think we should take criticism and I think we should listen and I think we should think. And I think that makes us grow. But then I think we also have to know where our, our gut is and our heart is that, you know, if you're a good person and you've got good ideas and you want to make the world a better place and you... That's good. That's good enough. Right. It's like, don't like, don't, I, I really, then I try to teach my students this too. It's like, be, feel good about who you are. You can always be better. You can always do more, but who you are is great. And that was what it took me a long time to 
appreciate about myself. Do you know how you figured that out? Because to me, that's it's hard. How do you teach that emotional maturity to someone? It's really hard. Um, yeah. I think you get. I think you get knocked down a lot, and I got knocked down a lot. And I think kindness, reaching out, trying, taking those knocks, getting back up, rethinking things, evaluating self reflection. I self reflect. I know I don't look like I would because I look like a bulldozer sometimes. Like because I'm just like straight ahead. You know, yeah. throw stuff stuff at me and I'm just going to keep, you know, making it go. But I do, I self-reflect and I think, well, how could I have communicated better? Or how could I, you know, have done a, a, a more inclusive job or something like that? Um, I'm also really good at acknowledging the fact that I can't do anything by myself. My friends help me, my family, my husband, our children. So it's like, I think acknowledging. When you acknowledge where other people have been kind or good or great at something, then you start to get that kind of love back maybe. Right. Um, yeah. I, you know, I think that's a really hard question and, and it's a constant. Somebody um, recently just posted something about me and they, they said, I, um, they said something like aging goals. And it was aging like, goal. Yeah. Like there was a picture of me and they said aging goals, which felt like somebody punched me in my stomach. What did that mean? Well, like when I grow up, when I get old, me ah. being old, this is you're a goal. That's a goal. And and that was one of those things. I'm like, wait, am I old? <laughs> you know, I'm like, wait, well, no, you know what I mean? It's like the perception. In other words, yeah. you felt like this person had the perception that you were old. Yeah, but it's right. cool. You're cool. I like you. Yeah. You know, and so and then that's something like now that I have to kind of deal with now growing older. You know, what does that mean? And right. And um. Do I have to change the way I dress or do I have to change the story I'm telling in my art or do I have to, which I won't just so you know, I'm not gonna, but sometimes those questions come into my head like, well, okay. Yeah, I am on the, right. (laughs) But eh, I love the admission. (laughs) I I love your admission when you say how much you appreciate your husband and your kids and, and the people closest to you because you can't, you can't do it all. Nope. And, or you can't do it without them. And I know so many successful people yep. who are quote unquote self-made and certainly it is the person who does it shoulders the weight and the work right. and does the work, but nobody gets there by themselves. No, right? absolutely not. And you have to acknowledge that. And it's a joy to acknowledge it. And a lot of the people that I've worked with on big events and, um, you know, and um, big collaborations are now doing their own thing. So it feels like, you know, like, wow, great. If there was anything I did to help you, you know, make your career stronger or put your art out there more or then that's a great thing. And that's what we all want to do is elevate each other. And I really feel like that's what um, Cincinnati is good at. I think us as a city, we're really good at finding people and helping them create a better Cincinnati by supporting you look at, you know, there's, there's arts waves grants and there's people's Liberty grants and artworks does the big pitch. You know, there's all of these things that are, you have an idea. We're going to help you. And that's what happened to me. And that's what I want to do for my friends or younger artists or other people that say, you're kind of cool. I like what you're doing. How do you do that? And I'm always willing to go sit down and have a cup of coffee or a glass of bourbon I'll hit on me, Jed Japs. Really? <laughs> You're a bourbon drinker. Oh, yeah. I had a whole other line of questioning, uh, but let's, let's honey, turn we left have so, here. You and I have so much in common. Yeah? Yeah. Oh, yeah, because you know I, you know, I, I stalk you. But well, yes, sure. I mean, we, we stalk each other. It's a mutual, 
admiration. I love our food scene like you love our food scene. Right. Yeah. And the, oh, just yeah. the presentation, because the presentation is art in a way, yep. don't you think? Yep, absolutely. Take some of the most basic ingredients and make them look stunning. Yep. On a I plate. Love it. I love it. Let's talk about your love for collaborating with others. Okay. Is there a dream collaboration? Wow. That's kind of cool. You? Yes, 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 yes. Yes, there is, actually. Um, okay. So I want to marry all my art forms. Like I want, like I, um, I take a dance class with Heather Britt. It's called Dance Fix, which is funny. I'm in the back row. I'm terrible. But That's I, so funny. Somebody brought her up to me really? yesterday. Oh, she said, you got to have her on the podcast. You will fall madly in love. We yeah. all do. Yeah. And you'll take the dance class and you can be in the back row with me. But I want to, like, I want to do, I want to do my visual arts, my performance art, um, the installation, maybe in a talk show kind of a thing again, but bring in the dance. So, um, because I really feel like, even though I'm not a very good dancer, I love it. I'm taking tap. I'm past the beginner, beginner class. Really? So now I'm a real beginner. Yeah. Maybe I would love it more if I had any sense of rhythm whatsoever. Which I, I don't. I, well, yeah. that's what the bourbon helps with. Ah. Yeah, yes. yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> or tequila, you know. Right. But, um, I know I, I love working, like I love working with artworks and the CAC and the art museum. Um, I'm doing stuff with all of them right now. And the other, okay, I'll tell you the other thing that I'm doing that I'm really excited about. And we talked about being kind and, and opening our worlds up. I'm not only involved in the arts, which I love, but I'm also, um, I'm going to be tried sharing the um, Human Rights Campaign Gala. Yeah. And I help with Caracol. And um, I've done stuff for Children's Hospital. Uh, you know, we have all these great organizations here. And if my voice or my art or my community or my collaborations can help make something even better, I want to be part of that. Right. And oh, I'm doing something called Launch the Line, which is really cool. Launch the Line. Launch the Line. It's like a like a fashion design thing, but I'm not designing. I just get to stand there, which is great. But that's for like the Anna Luisa house. Like I love those collaborations too. So right. my world is um, has been opened up past my own art and my the art I create with friends to now to other things as well. And make a positive like, impact on the yeah, community and on yeah. people's lives. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. Have you ever been? There's. Um, Crazy small art town in Texas. Um, Marfa, Texas. Marfa, Texas. I've been to Marfa. Been? I've been to Marfa. Have you? No. You gotta I've go. I've heard about Really? You gotta go. Tell it, me about it. Okay. All right. So Craig and I, Craig is outdoors. You know, like we go to the national parks and we camp and um, we went to Alaska. I think we're going to go to Alaska again over winter and go to like a hot spring or whatever you call that. Hot mm. potting or whatever. Yeah. But he knows I like quirky. So I will go and I'll camp and I'll whatever, but I also have to have like that quirky. So the last one was Marfa, Texas. And we, it's a teeny tiny town. You fly into El Paso and then you drive like four hours. You can fly into El Paso? Sure. No, I'm kidding. But it's, but that's like, (laughs) wait, yes. That's, that's, uh, is El Paso, is that a border town? It's a border town. Okay. Yeah, it's a border town. It's a really great border. But you don't like fly nonstop to El Paso, though. Probably not from Cincinnati. Okay. I'd probably, yeah. You, you know, I don't make pay a connection attention. or two. Yeah, because yeah. Craig will make the flight for me, and I just like right. show up. Okay, so you fly into El Paso, <laughs> yeah. Texas, and then you drive like four hours to four hours, four hours wow. to Marfa, Texas, and we stayed. Oh, we oh okay, you would love this. It's called El Cosmico, and there are teepees that you know like have open fires inside. Oh, There's wow. also airstreams, and um, so we stayed in um, an airstream one night. It was called Princess. And then we stayed in one of the teepees one night and you go, oh, and this is weird. I don't even know I like science. I like science. 
We went to the McDonald Observatory and looked at the stars. We really? went to something called the Star Party. So I brought like an outfit and heels and everything, thinking I was going to a party with stars. And then, you know, it's 30 below and you're out I know, oh, in the middle so of funny. Texas looking up at the stars. I'm like, Craig, I don't think you exactly told me what this is about. Right. <laughs> the most amazing experience you will ever have. Um, the food in Marfa is really great. This is how I travel, though. Good food scene? Oh, great food. Tiny, little tiny. Yeah. You know, not a lot. Right. Because it's where Donald Judd in the 60s, uh, 60s artist, if you want to look him up, very cool, uh, minimalist, not my thing, but I appreciate it. Mm. Um, he wanted to leave New York City and pretty much just, I don't know if he bought part of Marfa um, and a lot of like where they would have prisoners, I think, during World War II. Oh, really? Yeah. You mean like internment camps kind of? I think, uh, I think. Okay. Yeah, you want to look that up because I only half remember things and then I make stuff up. No, but you're like but, me. Like, I've yeah. heard somewhere, I think yeah. I read somewhere yeah. Yeah. that like an alien land crash yeah. landed Oh my God, I love that too. And, I love that alien yeah. stuff. Um, wow. So, uh, so his art is out there and it became this like um, destination art mecca and in the middle of nowhere, Texas. It's yeah. beautiful. And then there's a national park nearby there too. And we stayed in a tiny house one night. That was cool. But seriously, a tiny house. Like you walk in and you're like standing on top of each other. I don't know. Have but- you ever, because I've heard this, <laughs> this sounds to me like those, almost like these roadside attractions yes. that you would see on Route 66, yes. which I've always wanted to drive. I've never had the opportunity, but okay. you know, parts of it still exist. Yep. And there are stretches that you can still travel today, even though I think officially the, the U.S. highway has been retired. It's still yeah, sort of in yeah. commemorative form. Yeah. Have you ever had an opportunity to do that? And does that sound like something you and your husband yeah, would ever? Yeah, we do that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, we'll go. I like I like outsider art, like Visionary and Voices and Thunder Sky are two galleries here that are outsider visionary art. Um, I love that. And that's actually what I collect. I collect only mostly only Cincinnati artists. Actually, only Cincinnati artists. <laughs> I do love our city. Um, but so we'll go and look for that, you know, visionary art on the streets. But here's where I travel now. This is my two things. We'll find a place and then I go to a, um, a bar and I talk to a bartender and I ask them, where would you go? I don't want to go to the tourist stuff. I don't want, right. you know what I mean? Yeah. So I'll go and I'll talk to somebody and I'll say, you know, or a server or something. And, you know, where would you go eat? What would you do? The other place I do is I do Atlas Obscura. Do you do that? Atlas Obscura is what? Is that a website? I think it's a website, an app or whatever. But you go, like, you'll put the city, even if you're driving. Craig and I road trip a lot. And then you'll just say, um, I think like in Cincinnati, I think probably, you know, that little kitty museum in Essex, like the Japanese little kitties. Oh, oh, oh. Um. But we have like, we have like the only like museum of that at the Essex studio. Yeah, what's on Atlas Obscura. And so it's Wait, like... This is a museum of those... Those cat, those cat toys. Asian those cat things. toys that just <laughs> would like to move their arms back and forth. Yeah. But in, and I think also the Sign Museum might be one of our Atlas Obscura. And then the underground, you know, the brewery underground stuff. Right. Is like that. But um, you can find like on the... Is it in D.C. that the Exorcist was? You know, the steps where the priest was thrown out the window and... Oh, the actual house. That house exists. Yeah. What, what is that? Is that not a residence now? Is it like a museum know, or something? I don't know, but you can go see the steps where he fell down. So that's like on Atlas Obscura. And that's what Craig and I will do. Like, we'll find like a base camp. And then we're like, okay, let's just go find the quirky and let's find whatever. And then we'll camp and hike. I don't, I'm not a big hiker. I do like the kayak, but I like water I'm more than hiking. Unless I'm hiking to like a Dairy Queen. If you want me to hike there, I'll go. <laughs> Hold on, I'm looking at this. I'm Are looking you looking up. for it? I'm looking up. Oh my God. I okay, can't. here it is. Okay. 
Ohio's Lucky Cat Lucky Museum. Lucky Cat Museum. Yes. And I'm looking at a photo of this. Oh my goodness! This is thing hilarious? is packed with all ki- uh-huh. with all kinds of cats. It is about as big as your studio right here. They look like there are and thousands of them. Thousands of them. You got to go. You need a field. Let's do a field trip. Because that's what teachers do. They take kids on field <laughs> trips. Well, yeah, I don't know. They might let me take. I'll take you kids. I'm going to take the two of you. And then we'll go downtown and get something to eat. <laughs> that sounds like fun. Is that what you do to sort of like center yourself, calm down and focus? You're so active and yeah. you feel like you're moving at, you know. Like light speed sometimes. You can't drive 55. How do no. you How do you calm yourself and focus? Um. Okay. Like I totally shut down by watching sci-fi. Like really crappy sci-fi movies and just in home in my pajamas with like a whole pot of coffee. That's what I'll do. That like calms if, you down. Yeah, totally. Really? <laughs> yeah. And, and bad sci-fi movies. Like not. Bad. No, I don't want to watch the good stuff. I mean, you know, I just want like, you know, I do like Sharknado. I know it's terrible. I like it. But I almost and, oh, think it's an art for, I almost it is think an art bad. Form. It is an what art form. I mean, form. like with the bad special effects yeah. and the, the yeah. crappy acting, yeah. it is kind of an art form, yeah. don't you think? That's what I do. It's like, I'll get up and, and then, but then like Craig will come home after doing like 8,000 things in the grocery and everything else. And I'll flip it and look like I'm watching something smart, you know, like a documentary, That's which so I don't do. I don't. Yeah, I don't. But no, I love our food scene. Like I love to go for a great glass of wine at, you know, at Salazar's and go. I love Jean Robert. Like he's my heart, my soul. I love that man. Yeah. And I love to go there and I love Daniel Wrights and I love Molly Wellman and I, I love the, and they're also like welcoming and they want you there yes. and I love it. And I, um, I love supporting them. And they're present. They are present. Know? Yeah. They yeah. We're, we have a great scene. We really do. Yeah. We're lucky. I, it's so funny because I love to travel as you know, Yes. as we travel, you know, we try to sample the dining scene wherever we go. Yeah. We will look at local eats, which is an yeah. app on my phone to try to right. figure out where the locals are going. We'll talk to the bartender. Yeah. We talk to the server. Yeah. We talk to the locals to try to figure out where to go. Anytime you're sharing a new experience with someone you love. Yeah. Or, you know, even on your own. Yeah. Is great. I don't think people who live here necessarily know how good we have it here. Yeah. I can go to New York or LA or any city yeah. with a right. Fantastic dining yeah, scene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And while we are smaller in scale, yeah. the talent we have is unreal. It is unbelievable. And that's with the arts, too, you know, with all the arts, with the ballet and our opera and, and the symphony and, and the visual arts. It's like we do it great. And oh my gosh, I went to a Bengals game the other day. That was super fun. Yeah. They won. I'm pretty sure it's because I was there. I don't go often. And that was probably why they won. You, your energy it, you they inspired felt it. them. They're like, oh, we're going to do this for Pam. What is your signal? What is your sign that the piece is finished? How do you know when it's done? Oh, that's really good. Okay, so um, mostly a deadline. (laughs) It's like, oh. You need something. You know what? It's it's time. We got to go. Let's just. Yep, that was all I wanted to do. We got to let it go. Are you OCD that way where if you have sort of an unlimited deadline, you'll keep tweaking it and working Uh, on it? Yeah, or I'll add more. My most recent piece was um, a monk. Uh, it was a bunny. It was based on a Renaissance pa- painting called Madonna of the Bunnies because bunnies have this idea of there's like this thing of reproduction. So there's that, but then they also like in pagan times were virginal bunnies were because I guess they could 
make more babies and you didn't know it because I don't know. That's more that science stuff. I don't really know. I'm just making it up. It's like I but. read somewhere <laughs> that bunnies were immaculately conceived. Yes. And <laughs> yeah. Something like that. It's the truth. And, and the world is flat. Yes. Those are two truths and right. a lie. Yeah. <laughs> but um, so I did this um, bunny that was all pink and she had a uh, like a tutu on and she moved around and had music like, um, uh, you know, like a jewelry box like a ballerina jewelry box. But then I was like, oh, well, I love her, but she needs to live somewhere. So I made bunnies for like wallpaper. And then I made a bunny drawing of what would the bunny Madonna look like if I drew her and not Titan, Titian, 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 the artist. So it's like, if I have time, which I rarely do, because I'm always hustling, I'm, I'm a super hustler, I'll just add yeah. until the deadline until the it opens and I have to go change my clothes or something and look nice. What's funny about that is <laughs> Eliza Schlesinger was doing a, a bit on women getting ready for a date. Oh yeah. And when the date is late, women have, she's, you know, making broad stroke here, but she right. says women, the longer they wait, for the late date to show up, they will keep tweaking and messing with their makeup yeah. or changing yeah. this or changing that to the point where... Oh, my God. She's, like, she's right. I, I mean, for me, it's absolutely true. <laughs> when he finally um, does show up, yeah. <laughs> she's like, what did I do? So is that your favorite place to work? Like, did you feel most comfortable working in the studio? I don't have a studio. I work at home. Yeah. Um, and I just make a mess everywhere you I You have a workspace in your home or is your mm, home your so entire workspace? Yeah, it's pretty much my entire workspace. And sometimes my car is my workspace. It just doesn't matter. Um, Fascinating. And I work along with my students sometimes because I think you, um, I model the behavior. So sometimes I'll sit down and work on things right next to them, which is great for them to see that this is not only, I, I'm, what is it called? Walking the walk or talking the talk or whatever? Yeah. I do that. Um, but You don't want to just talk... Yeah, it's like, this is what I do. When I'm not teaching you guys, I'm making my own, or I'm out working with an arts organization, or I'm teaching an adult class, or or whatever. But So do you have like any kind of crazy OCD method of the process? No. No. Chaos. I like chaos. I do way better with chaos than order. Wow. Except for I do have to sit at the same seat at lunch every day at school. Isn't that funny? Yeah, it's kind of (laughs) weird. Are there any ways that you're OCD? Um, like sitting in the same seat at lunch yeah, every day? Yeah, that kind of a thing. I do. I'm super superstitious. I'm Jewish. I don't know if it comes from being Jewish that I'm super superstitious. But like, um, I, you know, I won't walk under a ladder or I, you know, um, I make the same wish on a star. Oh, this is like, this is deep. Somebody's going to, you're going to have some like psychiatrist calling me. I can tell. Um, I make the exact same wish on a star every time I see one. The exact same wish? For ever and what do you think that says um you can't reveal the wish because yeah, it won't I can't. come true no, right no. i mean and this has been for like i bet she's 20 years i've made the same wish so whatever the wish hasn't come true yet then well right? it's more of a wish of continuous continuous ah, you know what i mean okay so it's like um but yeah i definitely think i have um i think you can't be as high performing as i am and not have some issues <laughs> As far as like, I'm a perfectionist, right. and even the fact my work doesn't look like it, it's perfect. It has to be. So there's definitely, it's not perfect, it's perfect for me, I should right. say. So These um, are the areas where you're obsessed. I'm obsessed, yeah. I'm super, like, weirdly obsessed. And huh. I, Yeah, but 
but I think that I have the playful demeanor that looks like, oh, she doesn't care. Everything's fine. I'm like, oh, no, it's not fine. We got to fix this. Isn't <laughs> that wild? <laughs> Sometimes I'll wait until somebody walks away and I'll fix them. Like, yeah. 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 I'm the kind that'll put the, like, the play setting. If it's a little off, that bugs me. But I don't care. I, you know, it's like I don't hold that against anybody, but I'm like, I just have to tweak that. Yeah, I guess I might be a little bit, have some, yeah. Yeah. So you're not just a teacher, you're also a mom. <laughs> I'm a mom, yeah. As a parent, give us one of your favorite stories about a lesson that you maybe taught your child or... All right, so Max is 24. He's in grad Max school. Max is your son. My son, Max. Yeah. Um, he's in grad school for film in Milwaukee. And he came home and I was, it was, I had done the set design for The Wizard of Oz at the Carnegie Art Center. First time ever, that was really hard. I give tons of props to people that design and build sets. It's really hard. Yeah. And um, so Max came in with his new girlfriend, Holden. I had not met her. And they came to the show. And then we went for dinner at um, Frida's right over there in Covington. Mm-hmm. And then they had a party to go to because he's he went to Walnut and all his friends live here. Or they, they were in town. It must have been holiday time or something. And... Um, they said, well, we, we, you know, we don't really want to go to the party. What are you guys going to do? And I said, well, you know what I like to do late at night when I, when I don't have something else to do? I love going to the drag show. I love to go to Below Zero and to the cabaret and watch Penetration and um, Sarah Jessica Darker and um, Judith Iscarius. I love them. If I were a man, I would be a drag queen. That's all I'm saying. I'm Tell me putting why. that out there. Oh, the art of it. The art, the beauty. Um, the art, you mean, the, in other words, like the time and effort that goes into yeah, the costume yeah. and the look. and Yeah, and the thought and the movement and the eye contact and the makeup. And the and, charisma that you have to have oh, on I love stage. It. I'm so enamored. I'm very enamored. And um, so Max. I never was, appreciated it that way. Oh, go, yeah, do. It's funny. Do. It's always been sort of like surface entertainment for me. Mm, I've enjoyed it. No, look deeper. I think it's, um, I don't know. I think it's amazing i do and so max and his girlfriend holden said they'd go with us and we went and it was one of those nights it was supposed to snow but it didn't snow so nobody went out so there weren't a lot of people there and max is super handsome and um penny was the mc that night and there were you know it was a small crowd and she grabbed max because usually they don't pull people out onto the floor Mm -hmm. but she grabbed max and started dancing with him in front of his new girlfriend you know and um he had a grin on his face like from ear to ear and we left and I go, are you okay? Was that okay? He goes, that was amazing. And I said, really? And he said, yeah. He goes, I just want to thank you. And this is going to make me cry again. She's like, I want to thank you for raising me to appreciate people and to welcome people into my world that I would not normally have done and, and to just enjoy the moment. Mm-hmm. And that is, that was like one of those things where you say, oh my gosh, I did a good job. Like I wow. did, I raised yeah. a good kid yeah. and my family helped too. I was a single mom for a long time. Yeah. And Craig, of course, a bit, you know, amazing. But that was that. That is, if I could ever like tell anybody anything, and I tell you, new moms, this, and when you're whatever, it's like be in the moment, be in the moment, because this moment never happens again. A million moments will happen after, but if you're not in this moment right here, present, then you've lost. You know, you've lost an opportunity, and I think that's really hard because we're all moving so fast, and there's so much on us, and there's so many responsibilities, and there's so much to do, and and, and men, women, moms, dads, whatever. And if you don't just, I, you know, that sounds so cliche, but stop and smell the roses. But to me, it's more of like be present, be in that moment. And I think that that's what I taught Max, I hope. And I hope that's what he 
takes forward. Yeah. That would like be the perfect place to end <laughs> it. But I also want to give you an opportunity to talk about what's next for you. Okay, wonderful. All right. Yeah. Um, well, I am I'm teaching at Harrison High School and I'm always there during the week. And then after that, I'm working with artworks and we're working on the Blink Parade. We have When our, is the Blink Parade oh, this year? Well, the Blink, all of Blink is going to be not 18, what is this, 18? October 18th? It's October 19th, 2019. Okay, so let's see. A year that from now. Be, what, okay, oh, a year, like from, a year now, from now, I, I said. So yeah. we're taking a break this we're year. We're taking a break. Right. Um, which, you know, I mean, that was like a whirlwind. We, you know, like a million people. Oh, my goodness. It was unbelievable. And yeah. so we just want to make sure that we make unbelievable even more unbelievable right. for the next go-around. Uh, so we'll be looking for artists and um, makers to do things for the parade and for um, the installations and the lights, um, you know, and it's it's that's been a beautiful partnership with um, Agar and Bray Berlin and Hale Foundation and the um, Cincinnati Chamber, which is incredible. Um, and so that's coming up. I have Secret Artworks, which everyone should come to. It's so much fun. Um, about 400 artists will make little pieces of art and you come. It's a fundraiser and we're going to have music and dancing and buying art. And that's great. And um and the HRC gala and Visionary and Voices, you know, their gala. I help with all of these. And then also Caracol. But me personally with my work. Oh, and Launch the Line I told you about. Launch the Line. Um, but, uh, but for me personally, I, it, it is, I'm ready to grow as an artist. I love what I've created. I love the community I'm part of. I love our city. I love our arts. And now I feel like I need to reinvest in me as an artist. And um, so that's, I have a show coming up at Dick Waller's place in the spring. And I have art here and there throughout, but I really want to work on what's the story I want to tell now. Somebody told me that my, my work used to be about bad mind dates and bad relationships, remember? Yeah. And then they're like, well, now you're in love. So now what are you going to talk about? But because you know that happens to a lot of a lot of artists. I mean, look at Lannis Morissette. Yeah, I mean, her you most your eggs, famous man. album, J- Jag a Little Pill, and then she got she got happy. Yeah, 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 yeah. But no, we joke about that. But, I know, but uh, it's true. It's like it's you kind of rely on that, right? You know, and so. Um, but I'm looking forward to. Um, I went to Prague two years ago, three years ago for a, a teaching grant. I've always wanted to go to Prague. Oh my gosh, I will give you some great places to go. But I took a, I learned to make traditional marionette puppets. I like taking classes and I like learning things. So I'd like to go there again because I think the next story I tell is going to be the story of puppets um, telling intel during stressful times in the world. Mm. Like they were used in Prague during World War II to give intel because the Germans didn't understand Czech. Really? So... I, and I, I find never that, knew that. No. There's a movie in there somewhere. There's a movie in there. And oh. I, that's the direction I want to take my work. I want it to be, I still want it to be my story, but I want my story to grow a little. And this is incredibly intriguing to me to do that. But um, yeah, you can pretty much find me anywhere downtown, any any night of the week. Um, you know? Yeah, that's what's crazy. Like if, <laughs> if people want to learn more about Pam Kravitz or her work, just go downtown and find yeah. her. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I know, I love it. I, you know, and I, I love Northside and Camp Washington, and oh, I'm going to do something for Wavepool, which is really cool, and I'm going to help out with the Mini Micro Cinema. You know that that's a tiny little cinema that shows art films and um, experimental films. So I'm working with them, and I love the direction our city's going, and I want to help keep moving us forward. And if there's anything I can do, if it's if it's make some art or invite some people or buy a ticket or 
you know, boots on the ground, help you out. I want to be there. And um, I want back before you came. I okay. this is how long I followed you. I just want you to know this, that do you remember when you and Jen first started and there was like it just wasn't jiving. 2002. We started here in October 2002. And it took us a few years before we really gained any traction here. I remember. Yeah. And you but once you did, like once we got you and once we embraced you, it's like you're you know, we love you. But I remember you two talking about that on air that, you know, you just it just, it, you know, we're, you're working towards making this uh, um, something that Cincinnati's going to love. And you were open to it and you wanted to do that. And um, and I admire you so much for that. You didn't just say, hey, man, we're out of here. You're like, this is what we want to make this work. Yeah. And well, you know why we wanted to make it work? Because we genuinely love the city. Yeah, I know you do. Um, I know. And, and what's so ironic about that is when we were looking for work after our Tampa days were over, there were other options that would have taken Jen and I in different directions. And as a team, we looked for work together. Right. Everywhere throughout this country except for Cincinnati. And I intentionally avoided huh. Cincinnati, a place I had never been before, right. because the only place I wanted to work in this town at the time, there was not an opportunity there. And so to go anywhere else in Cincinnati, I would have had to compete against this person that I wanted to work oh, with. Oh, I see what you're saying. So I okay. didn't even send, I didn't even put oh. feelers in Cincinnati. So. Of course, what happens in life, you know, the one thing that you're running from is ultimately the one thing that you have to face. And the program director of the radio station of Q102 at the time reached out and he was a fan because he used to vacation down in Florida and he would listen to our show down there. And he said, listen, I think you guys have talent. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, you're a little rough around the edges and there are some things that we want to work on, but we think that with development, yeah. You you might actually have a future in this town. It's just something about you guys that we feel you would connect here. Yeah. Would you at least come up for an interview? So we flew in and after landing at CBG, and I've told this story a thousand times, so apologies to people who've heard this before. <laughs> but I just remember that that first come around the curve or the cut in the hill and seeing this brilliant to me looked like the Emerald City. It was in August, so everything was green and lush. And hilly. Jen always gives me crap for talking about how hilly it is here. I just had a different impression of Cincinnati as being this flat, dying on the vine, Midwestern town. And I learned that it wasn't so. And we talk about the architecture, the old architecture coexisting with this new sleek architecture and the Mm -hmm. potential this town had and the size of just everything about it just felt right. And when I would talk to people, this was shortly after the riots, the city had such a poor self-image we're going through this thing we're feeling really bad about ourselves at that time we always underestimate what other people think of us and i feel like cincinnati was at such a psychological low point around 2001 2002 that we didn't see the value others saw our potential to recover and heal and transform i agree so it really has been a labor of love and an honor to be here we never wanted to be anywhere else we just hoped that if we show them the love that we have for us, hopefully, given time, they'll eventually love us back. And so we entrenched ourselves in this community, and we just said, "Look, we're doing. We're willing to do whatever it takes." Right. Well, you did, and that to allow us to be a part of this community. If you will have the beauty us, beauty of it, and that's the beauty of what you have created, and that is what I feel like. I think that we're 
beyond reaching our potential. We are there and we're surpassing it. And you two saw that and we didn't. Like we didn't. And a lot of young people, what happens is they they grow up here and it's fine. It's like great place to raise a kid, but I'm not going to live here. And they leave and they would find these great things in Brooklyn or they'd find these great things, you know, in Santa Fe or whatever. And they wouldn't bring it back. And now what we're finding is like all these people will go, they'll go to school somewhere, they'll whatever. They bring those ideas back and they are planting themselves here like you and Jen did and said, this is a city and I love it. And I'm going to be part of what makes it even better. And I'm really proud of us. I'm proud of this city. I'm Boy, we're a different city than we were in 2002. I mean, we were, our heart was broken. We were, we were in a bad place, but, um, and there are moments still, I mean, even today, you know, we have our moments where we sometimes can't get out of our own way, but I feel like we always seem to write ourselves. Yep. Yep. (laughs) I mean, nobody hangs out. I'll tell you what is it? People's all the time. I tell them Cincinnati is America's best kept secret. I agree with you. Uh, This is the longest I've ever had a job. Because I've just love it. I, I don't want to be anywhere else. <laughs> I know. You know. It's perfect. I love uh, to travel, love to see other places. Me too. me too. I love my hometown of Boston. Yeah. But this is my home. I love it. And I say, Are you going home for the holidays? Well, I am, <laughs> I am home. home. Yeah. Oh, this is that my home. So happy. Yeah, it's the truth. <laughs> Pam Kravitz, I love you so much. Thank I love you. you. Thank you for coming on. Person Thanks, of interest. <laughs> Person of interest, as you know, is produced by Natalie Jones, who put yes. a lot of work and time and effort into yeah, this show, amazing. and she is a great partner. Yep. Um, she's not heard on this podcast as she is on Cincinnati's Q102, but I want to thank her for everything that she did to make this happen just because you're so busy. And, uh, (laughs) if you found Pam Kravitz as as fascinating and interesting (laughs) and lovely as we did, send us an email to POI at WKRQ.com. POI stands for person of interest. That's POI at WKRQ.com. We always welcome your thoughts. And also feel free to make a suggestion for a future person of interest. Uh, Make sure you check back with us. We're always coming out with new episodes. Don't forget to rate and review us on iTunes. Thanks again. Thank you. Thanks for coming on Person of Interest. I'm Jeff Thomas. Thanks for listening. These are the people behind the stories that matter to you. Thanks for listening to Q102's Person of Interest with Jeff Thomas. Ah!